Hello, this is Saul Gonzalez, lead pastor of Lifehouse Church, and welcome to our podcast. Thank you so very much for joining us today. I believe that through this message, God will encourage you, challenge you, and better yet, change you for the glory of God and for the purposes God has called you. Enjoy this message. Uh, This morning, um, if you have your outline, I hope you and pray you've got your outline. If not, um, it'll be available maybe at the end. But the idea is to give you, as we're going along, the ability to write some truths some principles. There's some scriptures here that I think will bless you and, um, and have you keep these outlines for future references. In the back, you can write things that God is telling you as we're sharing. There might be an epiphany, a truth, a revelation that you sense from God that's for you. Uh, maybe the next thing to do, maybe I need to call somebody because God is, is speaking to you. Would you take this and would you just, um, just uh, appreciate the moment that as God speaks, uh, for you to be able to to you do your denotations, your denotations. Today we're we're speaking about uh, we've talked about belief and how important it is, how fundamental is to believe. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe for your salvation. Believe the Word of God. Believe the promises of God. Believe that you are who God says you are. That's what we've spoken the last three weeks. Last week we started talking about belonging, about that everything belongs to God. You belong to God. Your very next breath belongs to God. All of us need a sense of belonging, like where do I belong in the family of God? What am I doing here on the earth? Like, like how do I go move from just being a wanderer, a wanderer and, and to wonder uh, to somebody who, who connects with family? Somebody who connects and you belong the purpose, uh, you belong to a purpose because your purpose it has belonging in you. The purpose has felt or has found a place uh, to dig itself, entrench itself in you in a sense of belonging. So I want to start with the question or the theme today is can you handle the loan? Uh, so we've been talking about pursuing, uh, not happiness, but pursuing purpose. And that, and the, the title of this message is can you handle the loan? That each and every one of us are, is the recipient of a loan. Uh, and this loan comes by way of Uh, We're going to be reading in Matthew 25, if you've got your your device, or we'll be having it here on the screen. I'm going to be reading the New King James Version, because I like the word talent versus money. Because in essence, all of us have been given talent by God. It's a set of variables. It's a set of gifts and virtues. Every single one of us has grace. Every single one of us has been given a measure of faith. Every single one of us has time, like the gift of time. It's a talent. God has given you uh, different uh, uh, gift sets or skill sets and and passions that are uniquely yours. But God has also given you treasure. Every single one of us has a measure of finances that flow through your hands. Every single one of us has been given a temple of God, the temple of the Holy Spirit. Every single one of us has a reputation or a character we need to build. You're either building a strong reputation of of being who you are, being honest with integrity, or you struggle in that area of being dishonest, and maybe um, you are not somebody who is trustworthy. So so being the trust, if you will, factor is a gift. You build that trust. You build your word uh, as a man or a woman that keeps your word or not. And then your tongue is another gift that God has given us all with incredible power, the tongue with incredible power for life or death, to encourage or discourage, to move somebody forward, or to ruin somebody, to hurt somebody, to devastate somebody, men, sisters, with with what what we say to each other. 
I mean, just devastating. Sometimes, many times, words, just they hurt more. And people still remember something 20, 30, 40 years ago. Somebody that, some, something that someone said that you thought or were, that you gave them importance. And it's affected you and it's followed you and it's haunted you for years. So I want to talk to you with the question or the exclamation, can you handle the loan? It has an exclamation mark, but I'd like to make it a question more than an exclamation mark, or maybe a question with an exclamation mark. Can you handle the loan? As a believer, everyone should have peace. Everybody should find peace through purpose and purpose through peace. And the confidence that God is providing you, providing you what you need in essence, all the tools that you need to succeed. And God is not only providing you every tool that you're going to need to be successful, but God is fighting for you. God is fighting for you. He's not just providing for you. God is on your side. Uh, he is a shield. He's a buckler. Uh, God is a weapon for you, but he's also a defender of you, of you. So the first thing on your, on your handout, I'm going to get right to it. Um, so the number one here is that work the loan. Don't bury it. Work the loan. Just write that down. You've got to work the loan. Don't bury it. Could you go with me uh, and let's read it. Uh, Matthew. Uh, 25. Let's just read it. I'm reading the New King James Version. Uh, let's start in verse 14. Because I'd like for some of us that maybe you've never read or some of us need to reacquaint ourselves with this parable. It's called the parable of the talents. Uh, for the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods, his goods to them. That's everybody has goods on loan from God. Uh, and one of them he gave five talents to another two and to another one talent, uh, each to each according to his own ability. And he immediately went on a journey to each to his own ability. I want to stop there just for a second. So I want everyone here to know that God is proportional. That God is to each and every one of us. God gives us life. Uh, God loves us um, unconditionally and the same to the same measure and passion. I'd like for you to, to, to each of us, he's given us like equal time. There's 24 hours in every day for each of us. There's 365 days to each of us, for each of us to use wisely. How you and I do that, how you um, administer, uh, manage your time, uh, uh, adjudicate for and give an account for your time and your talents and your treasure. See, that's up to you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this uh, because I think that right now I want to engage somebody here that maybe thinks that God is not fair. Each has 24 hours. All of us have, have been given a measure of faith. Uh, all of us enjoy God's favor, God's grace. Today you've been brought to God's house. Today you get to decide what to do with your time. Today, you could step out and say, I'm going to shift. I'm going to change. I'm going to challenge myself. I'm going to challenge the status quo. I'm going to try and move my lazy disposition. Uh, uh, I, I'm going I'm to try and shift what is wrong. And I'm going to look at myself in the mirror because God gives everyone according to their own capacity. So, so I'd like to ask you a question. Do you think you can grow in capacity? The answer is yes. Do you think you can grow in knowledge? in wisdom, in maturity, wherewithal, withness, wit, I hear, right? will. The, the truth is that as according, if you demonstrate the ability to grow, uh, my son Daniel is 13, my daughter Sarah is seven, there's a difference in capacity, but I love them both the same. How many say amen? They both have the same time, but, but according to the capacity to manage, 
For example, some of you have been dreaming about a, a business. Do you have the, the maturity? Do you have the discipline, the capacity? Because God gives, God distributes proportionally to everyone's capacity to manage, so to handle it, to, to steward uh, uh, those gifts. So I'd like to challenge everyone. Would you bow your heads with me in li- online? Father, I pray for enlargement. I pray for cap- growth and capacity. I pray for growth and capacity. Some of us should not be uh, just with one talent. Some of us have the desire and the willingness to go beyond the pale, what we've already experienced. And yet we just do not have not demonstrated the ability or the willingness to grow in capacity, to, to, to dig deeper, to read books, to go back to the drawing board, to go back to school, uh, to move to the next podcast or series of knowledge uh, and power and wisdom and direction and at the end of everything capacity capacity because Christ gives according to everyone's capacity in Jesus name father enlarge our capacity for more and and it, help us demonstrate the, the ability to steward it in Jesus name in Jesus name uh, verse 16 Uh, Then he, who received five talents, went and traded. He negotiated. He bartered. um, And then he made five more talents, or he made five, another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. And he who had received one went and dug, dug in the ground and hid the Lord's, his Lord's money, or the talent. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and he, and settled accounts with them. So he who received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you've delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler. I'm going to promote you. I'm going to entrust you with more. I'm going to enlarge your capacity for more, your capacity for more things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Verse 22. He who also received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more uh, talents beside them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in a few, over a few things. I will make you ruler uh, over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He who had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you were you I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid. I I, I let fear, trepidation, I I I just I was afraid. And I, I went and hid your talent in the ground, but look, look, here it is. There, here, I have not lost money. It's yours. The Lord answered and said, you wicked and lazy, negligent is another word, a lazy servant. I want to stop there. It wasn't that wickedness was like, like automatic. It wasn't that he was evil. It was just that he was, he was um, unwise or he was um, um, unproductive. Um, he, he, he took something that was special, something that was sacred. And he did nothing. He buried it. And so he calls them, you're a wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I, where 
I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed, you should have at least deposited my money with the bankers and, and, and then at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest and therefore take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talents for everyone that has, everyone that has capacity, for everyone that has wisdom and knowledge, everyone that knows how to adjudicate, how to administrate, everyone that has uh, will be given more uh, and will be given and will have in abundance. Uh, but he who has, he who does not have, even what he has will be taken away and cast this unprofitable, unprofitable servant into the darkness uh, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's not necessarily, you don't have to wait ever to go to hell or darkness for you to regret things or there be weeping and gnashing of teeth. There are many of us today that that is our condition. It is like one lament after another, one broken moment after another, uh, one uh, estranged relationship after another. There's already weeping. There's already um, just the feeling that we were not successful in this endeavor of, of being a steward, of being a manager, an administrator of everything that God has given us on loan, of everything that God has given us on loan from God. Can you handle the loan? Uh, the gifts, the talents, the time that God has placed in your hands. Uh, the next thought that I want you to have is that, can you work faith? Can you work your faith uh, to bury your fear? Can you use your faith? Faith is an element. Faith is a virtue. Faith is a gift. Faith is a gift that all of us have been given a measure of faith. I'd like for everyone, I don't know if you've, if you've practiced using your faith, calling those things that are not as though they were. Using your faith to have God speak uh, into the life of other people you love. Uh, your husband, your wife, your daughter, your sons. That faith, that, that you faith move mountain, mountains. Jesus says that if you have faith and you say to these mountains, move, they shall move. Um, Jesus says that whatever you believe, praying, expecting them, they shall happen. Um, um, I, I shared some time ago that, that just faith is something that you practice and it's like a muscle. That if you don't use faith, uh, you, it won't grow. Uh, you'll always be living under circumstances, always be uh, hemming and hawing and complaining uh, because you are living under the circumstances of, instead of decreeing the promises that God has, uh, has given you. There's an Old Testament uh, story about borrowed an axe. Uh, the king of the um, sons of the prophets were building like a new institute, a new uh, a prophet, a school of prophets. And so they all go down by the Jordan River and they all are, they all are, are chopping down a tree or getting a beam, each one. And this, this young man, or that while, as he was working uh, the axe handle, he keeps the axe handle, all of a sudden the axe handle got light. And he says that the, the, the edge, the axe, the iron flew away from the handle and landed in a pool of water. And so he has a lament, he immediately senses and he says, and he goes to Elijah, and he has just the handle, but no longer no cutting edge. I want to stop there. There's a lot of us that you used to have a cutting edge. You used to have like sharpness. Uh, you used to be moving forward. Uh, your relationship with God was like first-hand relationship. The time you spent with God, the time you spent reading or studying or moving forward and serving. But somewhere along the process, uh, you lost the edge, your cutting edge, your, your iron. Um, and so he says to the prophet, ah, oh, it was borrowed. He, like, like read it in Second uh, Kings chapter 5. It's a, it's a powerful story. He says, Lord, it was, he told Elijah the prophet, it was borrowed. 
It was not even mine. Um, I have a commitment. How do how, I have a, um, a responsibility to return it? Um, and and uh, so the prophet, you know, gets a twig, a stick, and says, where, "He asked, where where did you lose it?" That's what it says. Where did you lose it? So what was it? What transition? What painful circumstance? Uh, did you that that the enemy came into your life and then you lost your cutting edge and all you have now is a title, all you have now is the handle, but you've lost your anointing, you've lost your passion for God, you lost your relationship that that was at one time integral, and all you've got is the reputation or the name, but no anointing, no cutting edge. We have a form of godliness, but no power, no power, no authority. And so he takes a stick, a twig, and he throws it in the area. And the Bible says that I'd like for anyone to like just read it. Also what it means or what it says in Hebrews that the axe did float. And it says in Hebrew, the axe did swim. It swam. So here's an axe. Uh, here's the iron uh, defying the, the laws of gravity. Why? Because I want you to remember that the axe is borrowed. Even your ability to prosper is borrowed. Your intellect is on loan from God. Whatever wisdom, whatever strength, whatever courage, whatever direction you've taken, all the great decisions, they were on loan from God. Uh, they were not yours. They were God flowing through you. It was God having mercy. It was God opening doors. Even when you came to the saving knowledge of Christ Jesus, that was the Holy Spirit. It wasn't even you. It was the Holy Spirit bringing you to God. It was circumstances. He might have used circumstances, but it was the Holy Spirit. Uh, and then it was the Holy Spirit who did the redemption. It, you didn't even redeem yourself. It was the Holy Spirit who lifted you up out of the miry clay. It was the Holy Spirit who put your relationships back. It's the Holy Spirit who's given you a calling. It's the Holy Spirit that helps you keep things together. It is not even you. It's on loan. Can you handle the loan? Can, can, can you understand how um, important it is or how sacred it is, how solemn it is that you and I belong to the family of God? That God has brought you today to, to give an account of how we're wasting the talent of how we are not, or how we're being negligent and careless and all the time we waste and all the talent that is just sitting aside because I know we, 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 we make mistakes. The church makes mistakes. Somebody hurt you somewhere along the line. And then sometimes we use that as a way to sidebar ourselves. And then there's that talent that you hide, that you hide because we're, sometimes we're hurt. Sometimes we're afraid what people are gonna say. And I want to just challenge everybody here today it's borrowed. It's borrowed. It's borrowed. Whatever you have, it's from God. It's on loan. Our kids are on loan. Our kids belong to God. They are on loan from, can you handle the loan? Can you be responsible? Can, can you just, just raise your level of attention, raise your level of administration, become a better steward of the time and talent, the treasure, your temple. Can we take care of ourselves better? Can, 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 can you understand how important your reputation is? Not to people, to God. How important it is. People know your reputation. God knows your character. God knows who you really are. And your reputation goes in front of us or before us all. Um, the, your cutting edge is on loan from God. How many say amen? Uh, time, talent, treasure, temple, testimony, your tongue. I want to say one thing again about, about responsibility, about stewardship. Just remember, because it's easy, it's the three R's, and I, I love to say this because it's true. 
We've all been called to steward relationships. Relationships. Nothing is more important. Nothing. Nothing is more sacred. Nothing will devastate your life. You could have things and money and, and, and cars and objects. But if you don't have healthy relationships, you got nothing. I mean, it's not even worth living for. I mean, what do you have? Who are you going to come home? You got a trophy? Amen. Who's home waiting for you? Uh, who's there waiting to hug you and embrace you and accept you and have a relationship? Uh, maybe some of us come and, and we're loners. Anybody who says, I don't need anybody, you're already in trouble. You're already in trouble. You need God. You need to be, you better behave and be not nice to yourself. You better be good to yourself. There's some people that you treat yourself like you would not let anyone treat you and talk to you the way you talk to yourself. The, the way you lower yourself and, and, and you call yourself names or you don't have a healthy self-esteem because you don't know whose you are. If you knew whose you are, that you're the apple of God's eye, that you are special, you're redeemed, you're redeemed. Not because you haven't made mistakes. No, in spite of your mistakes, you have the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And that's what makes you a son or a daughter of God. When the Father sees you, and if you're born again, he sees Jesus. He sees the righteousness of his son, Jesus. He doesn't see you in your contempt and in your miserable self, you. He sees the righteousness of Jesus. And that is theology right there. That is true. Now I, I want you, I want, I want everybody here because this is so fundamental. And so it's about relationships. It's about relationships require time. So the way you spell love in relationships is T-I-M-E, time. So no one, it requires attention. It requires deference. It requires understanding. Men, it requires us being able to, to spend time and listen, really listen to our wives. So sometimes I'm driving, Linda's talking, <coughs> and then she'll test me. Uh, what did I just say? And then with the anointing of God, with the wisdom that God has given me, I say, I'm sorry, honey, would you say that again? You guys don't understand. Like that is like a salvage operation. Like that's a salvaging operation right there. I'm sorry, honey. Uh, I'm sorry, I was distracted. Can you say that one more time? The second is resources, right? relationships. Relationship with God, with you, with others. Resources. I, I'm going to stop at relationships. Some of us have been waiting to be blessed, to be enlarged, to be promoted. But nobody likes you at work. Your boss doesn't like you. Your supervisor thinks you're conceited or a complainer, you get there late, you leave early, and you want a promotion. And then we come and say, oh God, enlarge my territory. Chale con ese jale. Like, like it ain't going to happen. And in English, by the way, there's a scripture that says, no way, Jose. Like, it ain't going to happen. Because you need favor with God. You need favor with men. So Jesus grew in stature. The Bible says he grew in wisdom. Jesus grew in knowledge in capacity. He grew spiritually in favor with God and he grew socially in favor with men. When people saw Jesus, there was something attractive about Jesus, his personality, his demeanor, his spirit, his courtesy, his courtesy. And, and somebody who does not cultivate relationships, relationships at every level, uh, that, is your, uh, that is your talent, that is your responsibility. After that is, is resources. The resources that we just talked to, I won't spend time. Your research, your greatest resource is your time, 
the gifts, the talents that God has given us all your treasure, that most of us have not learned how to administer finances. You've not learned how to make a budget. You've not learned how to stay under budget. You've not learned how to save and have an emergency fund. A lot of us have maybe a savings, but you don't know how to invest. And your savings are not what is the key. The key to being successful in life is what are your investments look like? What are you investing in? You better be investing in yourself, invest in your kids through education, and then invest 15% of everything you receive and put it away, uh, channel it through different, diversif uh, diversify it, but invest in a way that tomorrow when you're 55, that when you're 58, 60, you've got a retirement. You, can, you, can, you don't depend just on Social Security. If you depend just on Social Security, you're going to be poor. I mean, you're, you're going to be miserably poor. I don't even know why I'm saying this, but one of you guys got me mad and I saw you and I said that, ooh, that person needs to hear this. And that's why I said it. Number two, uh, on your notes, on your notes, become dependent versus independent from God. Become more dependent. Uh, get, get like, like totally you depend on God. You see God as your source. Say it with me, say source. Uh, say uh, strength. You see God as your strength. Yeah, and you see God as your supplier. Say supplier. So, so God is your, your source, your strength, and your supplier <coughs> of every good gift. Um, Isaiah 40, I love Isaiah 40 up there if you guys have it. God gives power to the weak, and he gives strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust and depend on the Lord. I love this. But those who trust and depend, say with me, trust and depend. But those who trust and depend on the Lord, they will find new strength. Uh, they will soar high on, weagle, on, on wings of eagle. Uh, he will run, they will run and not faint or not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Those who trust and depend and wait upon the Lord. Um, um, dependence on God. I want you just up there if you help me. Dependence on God. We'll see to it. Um, <clears throat> thank you, that you have the right and strategic healthy relationships. So, so dependence move from, instead of independence and distancing you, yourself from God, move toward like more and more dependence on God. So if you depend on God like as your source and your substance, he's your substance, your source, your substance, your strength and your supply, God is, and you see him and you look to him every morning, and, and you receive from God wisdom and you come to the house of God, the four um, uh, disciplines, the four disciplines, read scripture, uh, uh, spend time in the presence praying with God, attend church regularly, attend church regularly, and then get busy serving, serve, do something. You can't be sidelined if you want to enjoy God's blessings and you want to be a good steward of, of, of your resources and relationships. But that if you have dependence on God, he will see to it that you have the right, the strategics, and healthy relationships, uh, resources, referrals, the reinforcement when you're in a battle. God will send reinforcements. Uh, they're called a life group. They're called friends. They're called other men and women of God. Reinforcements. I, there's people from time to time that will call me and say, Pastor, I'm going through this. And they see, by God's grace, they see as me as a reinforcement, right? They say, hey, hey, Pastor, this is what the doctor is saying. You know, what does God say? Let's, well, the, the Bible says we're going to believe God's report. Whose report are you going to believe? We're, we're going to believe God's report. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to go to the Word of God as my main source. Uh, <clears throat> and men and women are liars, even doctors. 
And I'm not saying don't listen to your doctor, take your medicines, do everything right, be nice, behave. But our source of health is God. Uh, he's, a, he's the source. He's the substance of what we do. He's the, the supplier and the strength. <clears throat> he's the source. God is your referrals. Reinforcement. God will send you a Rahab from time to time along the way. Just think of the spies. Who, who would have think or thought that Rahab was going to be a resource? Some of you, all of you, most of you know that Linda and I, when we got married, we struggled for six years, almost seven, for six years with respect to infertility, we struggled. And it was a, a thing that the more it went on, the more difficult it got. The reality set in, the biological clock was, was ticking. And, and we just felt, and God began to work in our hearts about just, you know, surrendering certain things, looking at ourselves, allowing the crisis, if you will, to not go to waste not go to waste. And um, referrals, uh, this is like if you uh, depend on God, there'll be divine referrals. Linda had a friend, still friends to this day, who went through the same thing. And they were struggling together, a Christian friend in the school when, when Linda was teaching. And then she had a breakthrough and had visited a doctor in Hollywood, a fertility specialist. And she gave Linda a referral. When you're walking and you're depending on God, it just might look like a simple thing. So Linda and I go to North Hollywood or Hollywood where the doctor was. He was a, 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 a Jewish doctor. Just brilliant in his area. Just brilliant. Uh, just above and just, just a different level of treatment. And we had gone to other fertility doctors. And so at the end of the day, he does a special analysis of her blood. And way down he finds a, a, an antiphospholipid. That's what the name is body that attacks the embryo and he says it's it's not research is not uh, he says it's not totally proven but I believe it because look because I know this on this this antibody says, I'm gonna give you some medicine and some other treatment I'm gonna give you some medicine that I think is gonna take care of this and uh, about a month and a half later two months Linda's pregnant and we have a, a, a kid named Daniel miracle through a referral, through a process. God will send somebody that you don't suspect is an angel or, a, or is a blessing with ill repute. Maybe it's somebody who's in the world or somebody who you look at and you scoff or you minimize, you depreciate the importance of that person. <laughs> I remember, <coughs> excuse me, that Linda and I were building a house uh, your house, but don't come uninvited. Uh, we were building a house, and I saw pastors, um, a beautiful house that had wood trim on the windows. Just a different level. For those of you that know construction, this was not a just a square edge, and it was not bull nose. This was like like windows with with a beautiful wood uh, just around. I took a picture, and I, and I went to the contractor that was building our house. And he says, oh, yeah, this is expensive. It'll cost you about $21,000. And I said, Charlie, <laughs> So I went to other, you know, other estimators, $18,000. The, the least expensive was $14,800. I still remember one day I'll stand before God and give an account. $14,800. And it was still a budget buster because we were like on a tight budget. So we were not going to do it. And the two, three days later, there's a guy that... You know, our house had the frame up, but no windows, no doors. 
and there's a person walking in the house and I could when I got there there's a car I, when I got there I could already smell the, the, the smell of smoke cigarette smoke and, and I just followed the smoke and there was a guy walking around the house like if he was a choo-choo train just like like, like you know and, and so I'm thinking you know I, I just just I'm, I got I got bothered by it and I'm like, what is this guy desecrating a holy place like this house so I said, can I help you? I tell him, can I help you? Just with a little bit of tone. And he just like, just kept smoking away. And he says, what do you plan to do with your windows? He said, I'm not kidding before the living God. What do you, what do you plan to do with these windows? And it just, all of a sudden I got a little bit sober. And so I look and I say, hey, you know, can you do this? He says, yeah, that's what I do. I do frames. I do door frames. I they're called a carpenter specialist or something, a carpentry, whatever they do, a finisher. He says, this is what I do. I'm, I'm, I'm four or five houses down your house. You can talk to my boss. This is what I do. I said, what, what do you think it'll cost to, to do these windows? And he says, I'll tell you what, my daughter is buying a car. It's on layaway. She needs $2,800 to buy that car for, for that car. Uh, if you let me do it on weekends and three weekends, I'll have this done for you and I'll charge you $2,800. I said, you are an angel of God. You, you, you are a Rahab disguised, you know, you're an angel disguised as a Rahab. And I took it, can I borrow one of your cigarettes? I said, let me join you. This, this is holy smokes. This is, this is holy smoke. And by the way, smoke all you want in this house. Like when you're working on this windows, go. Just go, just, just smoke away as you're working on these windows. Oh, so God is your source. He is your substance. God is your strength when you don't have any. God is your supply. How many say amen? Um, let me finish. Number three, go. Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's finish. Um, number three, just on your notes there, on your notes. Um, so be content. That's a big, big word. Be content with that which God has given you. Be content. Be, be at peace. Don't strive. Don't struggle. Uh, be content. But, but be hungry for more. I'll say that again. There, just be at peace. Don't compete with somebody else. Don't let envy or greed get the best of you. Be content. Look at what Paul says. Yet your true godliness, true godliness, up there, thank you for the verse. Your true godliness, I thank you up there for the verse. True godliness with contentment. Say contentment with me. Say contentment. That means you're at peace. That means you're good. That means there's a sense of resolution. There's no strife. There's no tension when you're content. There isn't regret. There isn't like bitterness. There isn't a a bitter taste in that moment or in your spirit because true godliness with contentment uh, is itself great wealth like 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 for example if you have a roof you're rich if you have clothes today and I, I think everybody came in here with some kind of garment you're awesome if you've got food like at the end of the day you've got to, and you're gonna eat food Paul says uh, after all if we brought nothing with us 
and we will and we came into this world with nothing and we can and we can't take anything with us when we leave it Paul says so if you have enough food up there help me if you have enough food and clothing let us be content up there thank you very much But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds or the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the truth faith and have pierced, they've pierced themselves with many sorrows. So be content with what God has given you, but be hungry you bow your heads with me bow your heads with me hallelujah so father we're so grateful as we sense your presence we can sense you're speaking to us what a powerful worship service we had today an altar call and then everything that we have father is just on loan if we could just come to terms that you're the owner but everything that we have is on loan from you can you make us just wiser stewards better managers, a better uh, administrator, better organized, better organized, one of the most powerful and the most spiritual thing that most of us can do, the most spiritual thing we can do is get organized, is get organized again with our time, put your talents to work for God, uh, administer and manage your money with wisdom. It's God's money, it's God's money. Have a plan for it. Have a purpose. Uh, be a giver. Be generous. It's God's money. Be a saver and an investor with God's money. Uh, be intentional with God's money. Uh, don't let it be the root of, of evil. Don't let money be uh, something that takes you away from God and that later on it will pierce you. It'll hurt you. It'll, it'll, it'll be, bring sorrow. It'll bring sorrow because the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, is the root of all kinds of evil, is, is to get greedy and envious, and all of a sudden it's all about chasing after prosperity or the dollar or a lifestyle instead of having contentment with righteousness, a contentment with piety, contentment with righteous living is great gain, is great gain. In and of, in and of itself is great wealth. So Father, I pray that you help us today. I pray that you help us today. As you bow your heads today, this, uh, for those of you online, God bless you. We're, we're, we thank God for you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you for just everything you're doing for the kingdom of God. Thank you for your prayers uh, and your offerings and your gifts in Jesus' name, your generosity in Jesus' name. Thank you so very much for joining us today on the Lifehouse podcast. I pray and hope this message has encouraged, inspired, and challenged you to grow closer to God. If you would like to be a part of what God is doing here at Lifehouse, visit our website at lifehousechurch.com. That's lifehousechurch.com for more information or consider subscribing and share it with one of your friends and family. Thank you again for being part of our journey, your journey, that will lead you to know God better, grow together, and go serve and make a difference. Thank you again. God bless you. See you next time.